You're now listening to the Bar Stars Podcast, where we explore health, longevity, and performance. I'm your host, Edward Checo, and we'll be diving deeper into topics I've been studying for the last 10 years as a catastatics expert. Today, our guest is Beast. If you watch catastatics on YouTube in the early 2000s, then you know who he is. Accomplishing such feats of strength as multiple one-arm pull-ups, handstand push-ups, and 50 pull-ups straight, all while being over 200 pounds. We had the chance to sit down and talk about how he got started with calisthenics, what his workout routine looks like, and some things he wished he knew when he first got started. Enjoy. What's up, Beast? How's everything? I'm good, man. I'm good. Came back to New York to see the daughters, you know. <laughs> I'm in VA now, so constantly got to run back and forth two states. How long is the commute is that? Uh, five and a half, six hours. Six, it was six hours with the Hummer. With the Magnum, five hours. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into it. Of course. How you got started with calisthenics? Woo. Uh, this is a rough one. Uh, you can see back in the days, in the 90s, uh, the, hood, the hood was different. Feel me? So the stuff that we was into, we had no no gyms. There was no, no PALs or nothing like that. So the only thing you could do is play ball or whatever. I didn't play ball. I didn't like sports. So... I find myself into other activities. Talking about New York City, right? Yes, New York City, Brooklyn, New York. So it was more negative back then. So I was actually on the basketball court about to do something I wasn't supposed to. And my trainer, which is my teacher, Kev Webb, God bless the dead, and Triple L, they saw me. Because, you know, from the hood, you can tell when a young kid's about to do something. Yeah. And immediately I was on the base basketball court waiting, like back and going back and forth like trying to pick a target, and they were like, hey, hey, yo, little brother, come over here. Come get some of this money. So I immediately turned my head and looked at what they was doing, went over there, like, come get some of this money. And they immediately took my attention from what I was supposed to be doing to what I needed to be doing. And, and you didn't know them from anywhere. Nowhere. Never knew them from nowhere. But they they all, they was all from the hood. They were older than me. They were like 20 years older than me. So You remember I how old you were? Yeah, I had to be about whew, about 12, 13. 12. <laughs> 12, 13, 14. One of them, it was because like I had to be like in junior high, junior high going into high school. So, yeah, they called me. I never left. The first day that I worked out with them, they started giving me all these rules. And it helped me because nobody actually, even though I had my father in my life, nobody actually sat me down like, you need to be doing this, this, and this because my father worked all day. So when they say, yo, we're doing this, we're doing 10 sets of 10s, and no matter what you do, you got to hold your number. So they're giving me all this information. I'm like, what? I could do that. What and were some of the rules? It was um, basically like, like the first one. The main was hold your number. Don't do what you see me do, but we're doing 10 sets. That's, that was the rule. We're doing 10 sets. So he's like, I'm doing 10, he's doing 12. Whatever number you pick, you got to hold it for 10 sets. So I'm like, I do 10 too. <laughs> for pull-ups, push-ups, dips. Pull-ups, push-ups, dips, and squats. Because we used to do what they call all around, all around the world. So once you did your pull-ups, you go to the next one. Then you go to the next one. Then you go to the next one. So, And after I finished, I was completely burnt out. I had to hold a glass of water with two hands. That's how how tight come out. I never worked out before. I had that young strength, but my arms were everything locked up. Because I didn't stretch. I didn't do anything. It was just straight workout. So I felt embarrassed. So what made you want to listen to them? I don't know. I, I think it was the man above. It was like, yo, he he's seen it. Like, yo, turn your attention this way. Now, I mean, I just needed something to do because it ain't like I needed the money. It was just, you know, uh, when you have no, no, when you outside and there's nothing to do, you, you start looking at, I could just get him or I could just do this. So it was a blessing that they was there. So after they turned my attention and the next day, when I was burnt out, I felt embarrassed because I'm like, I don't even know these guys. They got me feeling weak. So I came back to the park looking for them the same way I came in the park looking for the other person that, you know, so. And they finally came in because they already had their schedule. At 1 o'clock, they show up. I was in the park at like 11.15 waiting for them. Like, I know they're going to be in here. And when they seemed like, yeah, we got to go again. The very next day? The very next even day. Even though you were sore. Sore. And he was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, I see you want this money. You're like, all right, rule number two. Your first 30 days of your first 30 workouts. Now the next rule. So if you start training again, you have to do 30 days straight. I don't know if they were just making this up as they go, but it worked for it worked for me. So they, that kept me in the park with them for 30 days straight. The same routine. The same routine. So what they was doing actually 
building my 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 spirits up. So now I look forward to doing something. So every day when I get home, I'm stretching like I right, I right, ain't gonna be tight tomorrow, and I'm not thinking about no robberies. I'm not thinking about doing nothing stupid. Now I mean, I, I go to school, came home, waiting for them, and for thirty days straight, <laughs> they had me in that park. And from doing that, they actually got to train me mentally also, like just guidelines, like yeah, what you into? Now I mean, like I'm like yeah, I be trying to rap and stuff like that, but I wasn't serious back then, but. Yeah, they kind of they they molded me from that. Anything that they wanted me to do, they knew they they had my full attention, and it, and I earned their trust. So like, look, yeah, you getting it in because it was other people that came there and attempted to work out and couldn't hold on. They they I I'll be back tomorrow. Never seen them again. But because I stayed alone, they were like, yeah, yeah, you you with us now. So it made me feel like I was a part of something. Yeah. And from that, they just. Started teaching me all kind of stuff. You only stronger the ones you teach, and all the all, all the stuff that I teach my members. That's where I got everything from. Is from them too. Outside of working out or working out, this like I applied that to everything, no matter what it was. Like if I'm in the house and I learn how to cook, I'm going to show that to somebody else. So no matter what I did, you only stronger the people you teach. That's how you make your neighborhood better. That's yeah. what's up. Yep. And then once people seen me a small kid with them hanging out, getting stronger, then other kids started coming over. But they wasn't serious with, but it still showed that how something so small could gravitate and make people come towards there. Cause that park been there for years and nobody was using them bars until we started going over there. Did they show you like freestyle movements, like the one arm? There was there was no such thing as freestyle. The workouts has no names. Yeah. The only thing that had names, you can tell, like the typewriter. The typewriter had a name because of the movement. It was side to side, just like a, a typewriter. Um, there was no such thing as muscle up, incredibles, nothing. It was like, yo, you know how to go over the bar? That's that was the name of it, going over the bar. But they was doing it at the time. Yeah, yeah. But it was only a chosen few people, because not a lot of people can do it because nobody knew how to do it. But when they're like, you know how to go over the bar? I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, just just going over the bar. And I immediately did it because I had the strength to do it. I'm like, yeah, like that. You're like, yeah. But my boy Cav Webb. He was the only one that I knew that knew how to do push-ups on the ball with his feet in the air. He the one that taught me how to do oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And this what, was what, in, what year was This that? was in 91 when he was doing it. I didn't learn how to do it until like 92. And then once I learned how to do it, then I took my spin on it and did it, rolled over the ball, dropped down, come back up, do it again, rolled over the ball, dropped down. That's when I started doing it that way. That's crazy. So YouTube started around 2005 probably. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you're doing it like. Yeah. But it was confided to my little area in Bedford Stuyvesant. Yeah. Because we wasn't going out to no, to no other parks. It was That was ours. And how it spread it for me was um, my boy Kev, he got locked up um, for something stupid. I don't know what he did, but he ended up getting arrested. And so the time that he was gone. Triple L started, he had started a, a construction, like a truck and a rigging job. So most of his mornings were with, the, with that, that company. So I had to work out by myself. So I ended up moving to another park. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take everything I learned there and go to Tonkin's Park and started training people there. Like, I was the big shot, like, because you're only as strong as the ones you teach. So I'm showing everybody all the new stuff. So this was actually the growth of, of Beast Mode, because now I met a good friend, my boy Shadow. And Shadow is the one who actually called me Beast from the years of us working out. Um, so when he first came there, he used to do capoeira. I had a friend who had a dojo who did Muay Thai. I taught my brother Muay Thai, so we used to always be in the park training also. So when he come there, he see us fighting, he come join in, then we start talking about the calisthenics, then we start working out, and we created a company called rock and chisel because my thing was to get people stronger his thing was to get more technical like he he'll see me do a move like yo you need to polish it up start doing this so of course i was stronger than him but he had the the eye to see what i was doing and know how to clean up the movement to make it look better so when we train people i show you how to get stronger he show you how to make it look good and that's where the whole rock and chisel thing came from so now you're talking about this 90 about 98 Kev Webb come home. <laughs> he comes home now. So he finds out that I'm in a new park. The rules are I'm not allowed to leave my park until you pass your teacher. <laughs> but because he was gone, 
I moved out on my own. And this way it get funny because now he came to the park and ended up challenging me in my new park in front of all my people. <laughs> well, he failed to realize he didn't understand how strong I got because I took what he told me and then kept enhancing, kept enhancing. Everything we did, we just kept doing it more and more. The numbers got crazier. So by this time I was doing the spinning dips, doing the dips and spinning on the ball. He couldn't do it because he never seen it before. So when he came there, did his move with the kick out in the air, I did the move, kicked out the air, rolled over the ball, did all the extra stuff. He was like, oh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then when he tried to do the um, the spin, he actually banged his elbow on the ball. Yeah, he was like, man, I ain't mess with you. And he, walked, <laughs> he walked out the park. But, yeah, that was like a, a real huge moment for me right there. <laughs> what made you learn, like, some of those movements? Like, let's say the one-hour chin-up. That was, and you got to remember, like, around that time, I was involved with the gang. Um, we all knew that. And back then, we didn't have weapons. Nobody had real weapons like that. So my body was always my weapon. See, when everybody came in the game, everybody came in the game different. Mine was really on some survival stuff because the area I lived in. So all my movements was based on fighting skills. Like I said, I used to do Muay Thai. So if I pick somebody up and the slam on the floor, I want to make sure the slam was as strong as it can get. So anything that make my shoulders stronger, my tricep, bicep, that's why my forearms and my, my tricep was always stronger than most people because that's the most movements I did doing Muay Thai and the stances that I had. So um, when we used to do, I used to have, I call it stupid math. So I used to always say, if you can do 20 pull-ups with two hands, you should be able to do 10 pull-ups with one hand. It, was, it used to be crazy because that's how I used to think. And I was just able to do it. So now being able to do it, I used to I kept doing it all the time. I seen that this arm was weak in that one. I start training on this one to make sure they all was but at what, the same. But what made you just think about trying it? You were just like, I, I don't know, I don't know. Like most of the movements was like spur of the moment. Yeah, like spur of the moment. Like even with the elevators, that was spur of the moment. When I yeah, did that's it. crazy. So the elevators when you grab the pull-up bar and then you go over and grab a, yeah, a bar higher. Yeah, because you got to remember in my park, we didn't have no bars set up like they did in Harlem. Yeah. There was no bars with another bar on top of it. I just looked at it like, oh, snap, I'm going to go up there. Whoop, and just went up. So most of the video that y'all see me in, spur of the moment. And the crazy part about that is that it's not, I tried to do it the first time and I missed a bunch of times. I, I actually had to train for it specifically because yeah. it's a huge gap. Like I can yeah, do it on like scaffold. A four foot, it's like a four foot gap. Yeah. <laughs> like on scaffolds, it's easy, but like to do that kind of climb. Yeah, because uh, the park actually, the bar that I grabbed that was over me was like six inches behind it. Yeah. So not only did you have to jump up, you had to lean back to grab it and do the pull up. And you can't even get a full grip. It's like, nah. Well, yeah, you had to. C cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You worked out the whole time consistently until you'd say. Um, are you still doing cast today? On and off, on and off. Um, I still I, I do more teaching than than actually doing it myself. But even when I was on my run, I was going straight until the day my daughter was born. That shifted everything because that made my attention go elsewhere. Because I was doing I was working out every day. You got to remember every day. And then the way I had my team trained, if somebody came in the park late, we start all over and we did day workout also. So we was in the park literally four, five, six hours a day. That was our safe haven. And mind you, before I got to Lincoln Terrace, like that's when everything changed. Because when Shadow actually came to Lincoln Terrace first, he came there, he met a dude named Animal. And Animal was an aggressive dude. I guess he claimed that Lincoln Terrace was his park. And he know I'm territorial also. So he was like, yo, you got to come over here. You got to come over here. This had to be around 2000, I think 2006 is when I first came to Lincoln Terrace Park. So when I got there, he was running rampant. And when he seen me, I was just doing regular, regular pull-ups, regular dips. But he can look at, look at me and tell I'm up to something. So he comes straight to me. Yo, this is my park. I challenge anybody. He's just saying stuff in the air. <laughs> really? I challenge anybody. <laughs> I do 100 dips. I do 100 pull-ups straight. He's just, just talking reckless. And he don't know me from nowhere because the type of person I was. I'm like, if I feel like you're trying to play yourself, then our conversation will be totally different. Yeah. So instead of that, I'm like, all right, we're going to keep it calisthenics. So I was like, yo, my brother, if you could do one one-on pull-up, I will leave your park. He's like, what? What? I battle anybody. I'm like, yo, if you could do one one-on pull-up, I'll leave your park. He's like, what? What are you talking about? What? What? I grabbed the ball. I'm like, if you could do one one-on pull-up and got down, I'll leave your park. <laughs> he looked at me like I was crazy. 
and he just grabbed the ball and started doing mad dips. I'm like, you ain't do the pull-up, though. You ain't do the pull-up. And and then he came to shadow the next day, like, yo, who that was? Who that was? Like, yo, that's my boy Beast. That's my boy Beast. He never wanted to learn from me, but what he did, he used to ask shadow questions. Shadow used to learn from me, so it's still the same chain of command. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> grandfather then. Yeah, because he felt embarrassed, so he would never come directly to me. Well, he'll do, like, if we in the park together, he'll stand over by the basketball court and then watch what I'm doing. And once I leave, then he'll be in there trying to do all the stuff that he seen me doing. And then he started, like, once it hit, like, 2007, like, in the summertime, that's when he started asking questions. But then by that time, I started training him. He ran off. He disappeared. And that's when I found out he had uh, joined bartenders. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the original there. members, right? Yeah. Yep. One of the original members. <laughs> You was working out seven days a week. No, I would say in a whole week, I would work out five. Because I did, my schedule was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Saturday and Sundays is when we did all our tricks, work on our core and stuff like that. Because I always wanted the body to have a day to rest. So but what you guys did Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? One, we used to go to the stairs. That was like our mecca. And that was the, the stairs in Tonkins Park. It was like 28 steps, I believe or something like that, somewhere around that number. And we used to all do like 200 each step. That's what we call the first 48. And we always, I always train my people to where you don't start working out until your body's tired. Because I've seen a lot of people will come to the terrace or any park I was at fresh, and they'll come do a quick set to look good and then walk off. I'm like, but you ain't do nothing. Your body not even tired yet. You, you can't come in the park and leave the same way. Yeah. So I made sure like we all was damn near tired they couldn't, they were not allowed to drink water until we finished all those push-ups. And then we started training on How many? So it was 200 per step, 28 steps, about what? Uh, 5,600? No, nah, I knew the number was 48. It was 4,800. Oh, 4,800. So I, I don't know how many steps Got it me. actually was, but the number of push-ups, it was 4,800. On mon Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you do 4,800 push-ups yeah. at the start of the workout. Yeah. And then what you did after that? Then after that, we was doing, um, it was a, it was a, a, a muscle-up dip routine that we used to do. It was like these rings, like these bars where the kids would play. It had rings on it. So we had to grab the bar. We had to do a muscle-up. And, like, each set was um, 100 reps. So the first one, you do a muscle-up, and you did, I think, 25. No, five sets of 20s. So you do a muscle-up, 20 dips, drop down. Muscle-up, 20 dips, drop down. You had to do that five times. Then the second group go, because it was groups. It was a bunch of us there. So when the second group go, that's when you resting. Once they finish their set, then you get back up there. Now we're doing four sets of 25s. Same thing, muscle up, 25, get down. So next team go. Then when you go back up there, you're doing three sets of 35. Once that finish, you get down, other team go. Now we're doing two sets of 50. <laughs> and then once that finish, then you do one met or one rep max. So you just, not one rep, you do like a one set max. You just get on there and keep dipping till your arms give out. And that's just on dips. Yeah. Then certain days we'll do, we'll do max reps on muscle-ups. So once we finish the, the stairs, then we go do muscle-up. We do two sets of max reps on muscle-ups. I know the, the most I did after those 4,800 push-ups, I think I did about 26. The next set I did 22. I know Juice was like 24 and 20 around that time. Yeah, so we should just have <laughs> all kind of competition and within how, the group. How long it'll take you guys to finish the push-ups? This is another thing. So now, um, imagine you being halfway through and somebody like Armstrong will come late. Stop. Everybody go back down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we had to finish together. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, people... Well, a lot of things is a lot of people are here the numbers and get scared by it. But I'm like, nah, I never said you had to do them straight. I just said you couldn't move up until you finish that number. Until so you that, break them up how you want. Yeah, it's just that where, when you got people like, I'm right here, you in the middle, Juice right here, JR right here, Arms right here, and you see them going, like even if you're tired, you're going to look to the left, look to the right, and you're going to just keep going. <laughs> you're going to keep going. And then you just know that you just did 200 straight. When you're on your steps, you're like elevated kind of. Yeah, it's on the um, incline. Got it. It's on the incline. Because even our, our type of training was different because every team 
has characteristics of the person who lead them. So we did a lot of burnouts also. The reason why, because like I said, I used to fight. Explain so what burnouts are. Burnouts are like the half the half reps. So instead of doing full range of motion, yeah, we did half range of motions also. The reason why, because if anybody knew anything about fighting, a jab is only effective if it has a longer reach. It needs that reach to connect. Um, the Bruce Lee, the, the one-inch punch, he would not get power to do those punches if he kept doing full-range push-ups. You need that power within a shorter range of motion. So that, bang, it gives you a shorter range by doing burnouts. That's why back in the day they used to call them Chinese push-ups. Because the I Chinese, didn't know that. yeah, it used to be, oh, that's them Chinese push-ups because the Chinese would sit there and do this yeah. for, for forever and not understand it because people didn't understand what they were doing. They were like, those ain't real push-ups. Y'all not getting no money. I'm like, but we're doing higher reps. Yeah. So if we're doing sets of 50 full range, we're doing 200 just burning out. So that actually helped us. So we can do all the way down, halfway up, or all the way up, halfway down. It's, it's still focused on your bicep and your tricep. It's depending on the person and how they look at it. Were you alternating? Like how you did the steps? Was it burnouts? Nah, these was full range. Full range. <laughs> these were full range because it's inclined. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's less work to do a push-up on an incline, but then we did have certain days where we'd just go up and come down. That wasn't 4,800 push-ups. We just, we'd do 20 each step going up, turn around, and then now we on decline coming down. That's, those push-ups hurt the most because now you're hitting the top part of your chest. And the reason why we focus on so many different parts because we've seen people with different proportion body parts. Like the top of their chest would be all large, the bottom flat, because they only doing one type of push-up. So if you wanted to train to do like handstand, shoulder press, you your top part had to be, you know, had to be massive to, to hold that weight up there. But what happens when you just doing regular push-ups? Your regular push-ups could be a, a minimum number if you're not training that specific muscle. Because people understand like your your body has multiple muscles in the same area. It's not just your chest is just not one. One muscle. We had to do diamonds, regular, wide, incline, and decline. That's nine different positions just in your chest muscle. Yeah. And we focus on all of them. What would you say to someone who just went to train with you and, like, the most push-ups they could do is, like, let's say 20, 30? Good, because I started at, like, and this is another thing. When we when I first started bringing outsiders to train with us, when they used to see us doing the 4,800 push-ups, I know y'all not doing it. They're not doing it. So I used to give people a routine. I'm like, come down to the bottom of the steps. You do five. You do five on each step. You stand up on the step. You lean on the next one. Do five. Keep doing five. Five. And you do five for a whole week. Your next That next Monday, you should be doing six or ten, depending on what you do. I no longer tell people they have to work on our pace. Yeah. Because you got to live that. Now, I mean, I can't feel your, your strength. So just make sure you're comfortable at what you're doing, which goes back to the original lesson, hold your number. Don't don't look at what we doing. Oh, he's doing 100 push-ups straight. I'm going to try to do at least 50. No, do 10. Just make sure you hold that 10 through the whole routine. And that's what people get caught up at. They look at the, the stuff that, that looks explosive and want to jump straight into it. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, you, you can't just go to the last board on Mario because you found a cheat code. You play those boards to get that experience, and it'll pay off in the end. Yeah, work your way up. Yeah. Yeah. What was your training like on the weekends? Because you said on the weekends you... That's when we did all our tricks. Like, we'd just be coming up with stuff. Like, we'd see uh, somebody doing a muscle-up, and we'd be like, what if you try doing it like this? <laughs> so you guys would warm up and just jump into, like... Yeah, we just start doing tricks. Or whatever we were thinking about doing, we start bouncing ideas off each other. Yep. So on the weekends, we did that in core. That's when we did all our dragon flags, flagpoles, all that stuff. We did all that stuff on the weekend because the Monday wasn't in Friday... That was straight training days. How do you tell someone to get started in calisthenics? How do I tell somebody to get if started? If someone came to you right now and goes, I want, I want to get started, how do I get started? It's more like an interview. It's like the same as like a job interview. Because of who I am, they know what I'm capable of. Yeah. So it's more like, why do you want to get started? It could be for health reasons or or what. Then I want to know, where, where are you? Because I can't give you advice if I don't know, like, what are you doing? Because it's a couple of people who ask a couple of legends questions about calisthenics and this is one of the reasons why I actually gained weight because a lot of heavier people 
used to come to me asking me the same question. Yo, Beast, I want to start working out. And what do you got to do to get in? Or, or how can I get fit? And I can't be like, yo, all you got to do is this. You can't tell somebody all you got to do is if you don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. So when I was in my prime, I was like 178, 180 pounds. So how can I tell somebody that's 250 and over all they got to do is this? That's why I used to add the weight vests and stuff like that because I wanted yeah, to see yeah. how it feel to be heavy. So once my son was born, I took two years off. I went from 190 to 230. <laughs> two years of not working out? Not working at all. Yeah. And, and and so my first, the first day I came back in the park and worked out, I called Doc and Foam. They still had the um, the Strictly Bar Talk channel. And it was a video I had on the orange polo tank top. And I had did a quick video called a quick set of 50. I just did 50 pull-ups straight at 230 pounds. This and is after two years of not working yeah, out. Yeah, this is after two years. So I'm you like, didn't feel like you lost strength for it? I did. I did, but... Um, I had the little pull-up bar in the house, so I used to do all kind of reps and stuff in there, but I wasn't training. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't training to do nothing because I had no goal to meet. So um, when I came in the park, I used to just grab the ball and just, let me see how many I could do, and I should just go. And I just filmed it and called them over, and then they had an interview with me, and they were asking me what took me so long to come back. And I explained, like, yeah, like, feed my kids is more important than pull-ups. Know what I mean, at this time, like, the calisthenic game, like I say it all the time, is like the music game. And we're more like the Grandmaster Flash and all the people like that. We the old school dude. Even though we pioneered it, the younger generation are the ones that's making the more money. Yeah. I don't hate. I mean, I understand how the game moves, and I can move in it. So when I took my time off, I watched, but it was like it was nothing to that, that I wanted to jump back in to do. Did you feel like it changed a lot? Of course it changed. Because, you know what I mean, it became a business. And once it became a business, you got to give the people what they want to see. Nobody wants to see. Doing regular pull-ups, dips, and stuff like that is not entertaining. We all know that. So now that's when the high-flying stuff came into play. Once I started getting up in age, I'm like, I no longer feel that I need to keep up with the people. You know what I mean? Because I seen, I seen somebody do like 10 handstand push-ups in front of me but couldn't do 10 pull-ups. And that kind of upset me. Really? Yeah. It kind of upset That's a crazy imbalance. Because, because you got to remember now that they're seeing, they're seeing ball stars, they're seeing all the, all the, the new people, and it, it's entertaining. And they're like, I want to do that. So they started doing wall handstand. They're sitting there, and they building strength up in only certain body parts. They're not working on no core enough, and they're not doing no foundation. So now when I get those same people and they training with me, they can't go through those routines because they're not training to do those routines. So just from me seeing that, it changed the way I think. And I had did an interview with, with Giant before, too, from Bartenders. I'm like, yo, we messed the game up. Like, because we made it look so good to do all the fly stuff that we never sat. It's like, yo, you have to do the basics. So from that day, that's when I started training people to do basics, calisthenics, and just let everybody else do what they want to do. Have you, have you ever been injured from calisthenics? Plenty of times. What <laughs> were some of the injuries? I never had any major, major injuries as far as, like, tearing ligaments and stuff like that. But I had cut my hand open, ripped From, skin. like, muscle-ups? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the video. I had a video with me and Zeph doing it with the weight vest. I remember that one. I cut my hand open that day. Yeah. The day that I had, uh, that unhad the competition in Long Island. I remember that. I bust both of my hands open <laughs> that day. Muscle-ups. <laughs> What's yeah. the worst injury you had? The worst injury, I pulled my back muscle. But that had nothing to do with calisthenics. That was me jumping, trying to do weights. Thinking that because what exercise was it? Um, we were doing deadlifts, and we went up to we went up to like four or five. It wasn't that much, but what we did before that was ridiculous. Yeah. So the routine was well, four or five is a lot, <laughs> especially so you never deadlift before. Nah. Wow. Nah. But because I'm beast, like I had to humble myself because you know I'm thinking I could do it. I'm gonna do it, even though I can. But where I, I messed up at is that I go in the gym. And we did three sets of 20s, right? Just deadlift. It was like one plate. Then three sets of 20. Three sets of 20. That's a lot that of done, volume. That's why we did three sets of 20, uh, 20. Then we did two sets of 15 with two plates on each side. We did one, no, two sets 
of tens with three plates. And that was supposed to be the end of it. That's crazy. And then he was like, yo, let's go off the 405. And then we were going to do like uh, a one rep yeah. with the 405 on it, which I did it. But then you got to remember, this is somebody I don't do weights. So I didn't understand that you're not supposed to be doing that many reps yeah. if you're attempting to go up the 405. You don't need to. All you need like eight reps the most, and then you hit your max. I don't know what my max is. So it was just me following somebody else that I shouldn't have. I should have asked questions. Yeah, because, and one thing I know, a lot of people who do calisthenics think that it's the same thing. Like, nah, you can't just jump and start doing weights. Like, you have to study it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I paid I paid that price. How long were you injured for? Woo, for like a good two months. Were you able and to work out or not? I was, I was more injured mentally than physically. The reason why, because now it affected the way I did calisthenics. Because now I figured if I did something too much, I might pull my back. So... I kind of started holding holding myself back. Yeah. And I paid I paid a huge price for that. <laughs> What's something you wish you knew when you first started calisthenics? I wish I knew how to be more receptive to people. Because that was one of not my downfall, but that was one of the things that that the reason why like even when my fans, it wasn't as as large as everybody else's cuz a lot of them were scared to talk to me because of my persona, not knowing that I was one of the coolest people. <laughs> if once you get past the ah oh, yeah, I was one of the coolest people to know, but because when they see the video, they see I'm always wilding out. They were like, nah, I'd rather go ask him some questions. Yeah, and and, and that's what I paid for also. And now that we're older and they get to talk to me, like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you before, but you was, you was wilding out. Because, you know, I had the little issues with, with, with bartenders. Like, all that was out in the open. Yeah. They all knew that. Like, people just like, I just want to work out. I didn't want to get involved with none of this stuff. So that kept that kept people away from me. So I wish I, I actually knew how to, you know, separate the two. How about training-wise? Training-wise, I would say I wish I would have never stopped because the older you get, it's harder to relearn how to do the one-arm headbangers. Like, that move <laughs> takes a lot of power to pull off. And now that I'm, I'm older, heavier, like, if I start training again, that's what I'm going to train and start doing, and start doing them again. So... Like, a lot of people, like, when I took off, I took years off. A lot of people would take off and just, I'd be back in a month, I'm just switch up, do some weights, and then come back. Nah, I, I took off way too long. So I wish I would have just at least kept it going to keep certain things I was doing before in my arsenal. How do you feel like you got so strong? So, like, a lot of people train cast tags, but it's really hard to get, as let's say, as many one-on posts as you was able to do. Yeah, that came from, actually, because you got to remember, once you, once you start training, your body adapts to whatever you're used to, you know? So if I'm doing, like, back in the day, we used to do 10 sets of 10s. How long do you think you're going to be able to do 10 sets of 10s until that becomes nothing? Yeah. So you got to start increasing the numbers. And once you start increasing the numbers, then that gets boring. So I'm like, all right, why do I need to do 50 reps and stuff to, to, to get tired when I could just do 10 reps and just add weight to it? That's where the whole the extra weight came from, putting weight vests on and started training, doing that stuff. And... Yeah, and once my arms got got adapted to having a hundred pounds on my body, now when I'm taking that weight off, I'm flying. I'm doing all kind of stuff. So just keep making your workout harder. Yeah, yeah. Do you train a lot weighted? Like, uh, yeah, I was less? because my regular body weight, I wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> I got, I, I became too used to it. Did you ever increase the numbers, or you just increased the weight? I did both. Yeah, yeah. So even once I started putting the weight vest on, and my numbers dropped, my thing was. Wear the weight vest until it feel like you don't have one on. That's what I used to always say. Yeah. Yeah, because at one time I had a goal. I want to be the first one to do 50 muscle up straight. So I used to wear the weight vest under my sweaters and then do muscle ups all the time. But, you know, had another kid. That changed everything. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 42. 42. Yeah. What would be your advice for someone who's, like, big? Because you're, like, roughly 200 pounds when you was doing everything on YouTube, yeah. right? Yeah. Most most of my, my, my YouTube career, I was over 200 pounds. Yeah, so for somebody that's big, like I would tell them, they have to master their they, they body weight. And don't be afraid to start from the bottom. Like, it was a, a guy that in Tonkers Park. I used to have him doing pull-ups under the dip bar. Because I'm like, yo. With his feet on the ground. Yeah, because it takes half. I said it takes half of your weight off. Because, you know, they get discouraged because they're like, yo, I can't do no pull-ups. I'm like, 
you're already putting negative energy in your body. So when you're trying to, trying to do it and you can't do it, you're going to give up faster because you're like, oh, I already knew I couldn't do it anyway. So I'm like, no, we're going to start from the bottom. You're like, what do you mean? I said, let's sit on the floor. We're going to start from the bottom. I said, just follow me. I grabbed the ball. I'm like, use your legs and pull. And we started working out that way. He was like, yo, this is cheating. I'm like, there's no such thing as cheating. I'm like, we're going to do 10 sets of 10s right here on the floor. Did he do them? Yeah, he did. I'm like, if, if your arms are getting tired, use your legs. Start pushing with your leg, and your leg will help you out. And then sooner or later, you won't need your legs. Just to build up his arm strength to pull up the top part of his body. And it builds confidence. Yeah. Because most of the people, that's all they need is the confidence to do it. But because he knows he's big and he knows that he can't do it, he'll give up before he even attempted to do it. So even if you sit there, like if it's raining, it's raining, I'm on the floor with him. Pants wet. $300 pants, we on the floor wet. And he like, yo, I remember when Beast was in the rain with me. Yeah. Because if I say I'm going to train you, we in this together. Yeah. I'm not too bougie to get my, my hands dirty. And it's a different respect level that they got. And now he's like, I think he's about like 210 pounds now. So he lost about 80. <laughs> oh, this story's recent. No, nah, he, he still work out to this day. Yeah, yeah. But like the day I had him in the park, yeah, we was in the rain sitting on the floor. And he couldn't do a pull-up. Now, now he's knocking pull-ups out? Yeah. And he does both. He, he, he power lifts. So he does weights and he does calisthenics. And that's what most of them did. They think because they do weights that they can't do calisthenics, so they just focus more on the weights. I'm like, nah, you could do both. Yeah. Yeah. When you was, when you was doing all the one-on-puffs and everything on YouTube, oh, yeah, I was eating, you was eating whatever. I was eating whatever. I yeah. Was, because you worked out so hard. Yeah. My metabolism was high. Like, I burnt off. It, it took a lot for me to sweat. Like, I literally had to be in the park for five hours before I break a sweat. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's what was crazy. But now that, you know, your metabolism slow up once you hit your 40s, so you got to take everything slow. You ever felt like you overtrained for training like four or five hours? Nah, because we always switched up. Yeah. I never burnt out the same the same muscle. And, like, I could have, we'll come in the park and be like, yo, we're going to train on muscle-ups today, muscle-ups and some core. And then JR come in, he wants to run, he wants to sprint. We could do what he doing. Or if Armstrong want to do something else, we doing what he doing. We follow everybody else's. Routine. We didn't just do mines every day. Got it. So it ain't like we did the same routine when somebody else showed up. And then we started park hopping. Like, we'll go to Wingate, meet up with Doc and them. What y'all doing? Oh, we doing this routine right here. We'll jump in their routine. Because the time that it took us to walk there or if we drove there, that's a rest period. So the workout starts all over. <laughs> tough. People have, time, people have a tough time throwing in one hour a day. Yeah. Cause you got, you got to, even if you look at it, if you, if you spent your, your, your hardest time in the gym, right? And you dead tired and you driving, you on the way home. By the time you get home, your body refreshed again. Mentally you refresh. You can do something else. You can go play ball now because you're not thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It is the same way with working out. I always think like if I walk to another park, this is a whole nother day. And the reason why I had, I, had, I started training like that because it was a time somebody came into the terrorist to challenge me while I was working out. And everybody was like, nah, you gonna come in here? He was in here for like two hours. I'm like, that's no excuse. Challenge you in what? And some working out. You're like, yo, I could do whatever you do. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you think because I've been working out for three hours? That, All right, let's go. How did it work out? Nah, he ain't win. He, could, <laughs> he couldn't even do muscle-ups. Oh, but, he wow. was like, but he just wanted to do pull-ups because he think he could out, out pull-up me. I'm like, nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. What's your best advice for somebody who's trying to learn to muscle up? Let me see. I got a routine called 30, 40, 50. Because it's like three movements you have to do. It's like a reverse clean and snatch. So um, the first thing I would tell somebody to do is... That's a good thing. But I never heard that before, reverse clean and snatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. So what it is, I always tell people that the, the first 30 will be 30 pull-ups, close grip. And the reason why I say close grip, because that's the longest range of motion, which would make it the harder, hardest pull-up for you to do to accomplish it. And it will be the hardest muscle up to do, close grip. You do your uh, your pull-ups that way, 30 reps. After those 30 reps are over, then you move to the next one, which is the next movement of a muscle up, which is the snap. Then I'm hitting a tricep extension on a push-up bar. You know, put your elbow to the floor, step out. Now you're doing tricep extension, 40 reps. After that's finished, then we on the dip bar, which is the last part of the muscle up for 50 reps. So you're doing 30 close grip pull-ups, 40 
uh, tricep extensions, 50 dips. That's gold right there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're mimicking, so you you're mimicking pop, all the pop. routines from the yeah, muscle up. Because the thing is, build the strength up to do it first. Yeah. Once you got the strength to do it, then I can teach you how to do the muscle up. Now, that's just the first part. The second part is now taking them to the, the pull-up bar. We have a pull-up bar that, that stops like right at the chest, right? I like so now, Yeah, so now what it is, you have to teach the body the momentum to do it. So we're going to do 10 sets of 10. This is what I call jumping muscle-ups. So you grab the bar, you jump, put the bar to your waist, do a muscle-up. Come down, jump, muscle-up. So now you're training your body the movements of a muscle-up. Once you start doing it, you will need less feet to jump to do it. So once the, the bar is here, then you go to the next bar that's a little high, a little over your head. You can still jump to do it, but now you got to use either more legs or more snap in your arms. Yeah. Once you master that one, then you go to the third one, which is the highest one, where you got to do the dead hang. Now you should be able to do your muscle up because you have the strength to do it and you have the know-how and the mechanics to do the muscle up. So it ain't no one-day thing like... If they want to learn how to do it, I put them through the 30, 40, 50 first before I even tell them about jumping muscle up. And they could do that at their own pace, right? So yeah. 30, as long as you get to 30, yeah. you break it up in it fives. It ain't like they're doing it. They don't have to do it straight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just learning those mechanics. Because whenever I train somebody, I always tell them why they're doing what they're doing. I just I don't just be like, yo, we doing this, this, and this. I'm like, nah, you're doing this because that builds up this part. When you're doing this, because it builds up that part. And then I show them, you're doing a muscle-up, this is the, the the motion of a muscle-up. And then when you visually show them, it makes sense. What's the fastest way to progress in calisthenics? I would say listen and learn to people who were doing it before you. Because you think you know what you're doing if you knew, and you really don't. I would ask somebody who was doing it before me so I don't have to make the same mistakes. Because I made a lot of mistakes. So if you was doing it before me, I'm like, yo, um, the same question, like, yo, how do you do a muscle-up? What's some of the mistakes you made? Ooh, mistakes I made, one would be um, not knowing when to quit. <laughs> because doing calisthenics, like, with me, it'll mess up your relationship. Because <laughs> of the time. Yeah, yeah, I had that same problem. Yeah, so you know. You know so you got you to gotta have your priorities in, in, yeah. in, in place. It's easy to get carried away. You're yeah, having fun, yeah. Yeah, because you're like, damn, I was really in the park for six hours. <laughs> like, damn. Your girl be like, yo, where you been at? Yeah, so. Like, I've been in the park. I'm like, for six hours? <laughs> Yeah, yeah so that that's one of them. Um, and never get never get big headed because what it is once you start getting fame that changes people, and I seen it for myself. Like it got to the point that you can't talk to people no more. Like nah nah like nah, hit hit my PayPal. You can't. I ain't, I ain't. It, it gets to that level. So now like now nah, you can't you can't be like that. You gotta be able to speak to these people on a, a human level. It's because it's still a respect thing with me because I, I I grew up different. Yeah. You know, like when my teacher told me you're only stronger the ones you teach, I can't teach nobody if I, I charge them up front. That's the reason why, like, when people used to ask me to go overseas, I was like, nah, I ain't doing it. Like, yo, but you can get paid. I'm like, nah, it ain't about that. It was never about the money with me. Yeah. It was more about the the human connect with the people. And then I always had this, this, this thing, because I used to watch a lot of kung fu movies back in the days, and I always said, you never see the grandmaster leaving his temple to go train people. Yeah, they come to you. That's funny. <laughs> That's the reason why like, I was like, nah, I'm going to stay here. If you really want to learn, you come find me. Yeah. And I'll teach you everything you need to know, but I'm not going to you. How do you train legs? We used to do like regular, regular like squats. Then once I met Mechanical, one of my members, his leg routines, yeah, is ridiculous. He's the one that showed me how to do pistol squats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he the one that showed me how to do pistol squat. Him and Jr. Jr. used to do um jumping squats. He do a lot of jumping squats. Then he'll go to Fort Greene Park where they got like two hundred steps, and he'll run up and down them things. But it was an old timer in Lincoln Terrace. He was a soccer player, and regular stuff. All we did was was he did twenty squats. Right, we was on the basketball court, and from the foul line to under the rim. That's all we need to walk. We did twenty five. Walk, turn around, 25, walk. <laughs> turn back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah, I would say by like the third set, my legs was done. It was like completely done. And we do stuff like that. You can add weight vests. You can do the uh, medicine ball. It's a lot of stuff you can do. The reason why you never really seen us do any videos with legs, because it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're doing stuff like mechanical doing, like, 
Yeah, his his, his routines is crazier. But at that time, it wasn't fun to see leg routines. You seen all this amazing stuff people doing with their arms and swinging on them. Then we're like, all right, we going squats, and then you see regular. <laughs> it kind of throws the momentum off. Yeah, you're like throwing yourself from pull a yeah. bar to pull a bar. Next thing you know, you're doing a squat. Yeah, but we still doing the same thing because they had these bars on the ground where you can put your ankle. You know, you put your your heels on, and you do regular squats to keep them elevated. It's a lot of stuff that we could do. Um, you can stand on something just to have your heels off, just to work your calf muscle. So a lot of stuff you can actually do. It, just, it wasn't entertaining to watch. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I try to tell people that all the time. That's probably like the number one comment I still get to this day is like yeah. legs, 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 legs. Yeah. All you can do with Juice, do Juice be in the gym, hard body. <laughs> Squatting. Yeah, I remember we used to joke at Juice because you're like, oh, your legs are small. And he was <laughs> with hand wire in there. And yeah, he, he blew them legs up. <laughs> when you worked out, was it full body or did you like divide your muscles up? No, nah, we always divided up. Because um, I told him, if you want to do a full body workout, you can go swimming. That's like one of the best things for a person to do, like overall full body, is to go swimming. So what is like, let's say Monday you do pull, push, Wednesday? It switches. It like it, it depends on like the, 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 what the atmosphere, what I feel like. Or if I see somebody slipping on something the, 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 the day prior, I'm like, All right, that's something that we need to work on today. So it, it changes. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. And then you got people that like, because Wolf, he's from uptown. Yeah. So whenever he comes. I saw him at the gym one time. Yeah. So whenever he shows up, everything changes. If if uh, JR come, we know he do more cardio, then it changes the routine. So it depends on what members are in our ciphers that determines the type of routines we do. Uh, do you still keep up with Catastatics as far as like the scene and the community? Yeah. I still got my ear to the street. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't post no videos. But people still, they still send me videos. My inbox still get flooded. Hey, Beast, can you check this out? Only thing I don't do, I don't share people's videos. I don't do that because nobody shared mine to get where I'm at. Like, nah, don't worry about the fame yet. Like, build your core, your core foundation where you at, and they'll do it for you. Is there anything you enjoy watching from Calisthenics today? I would like to see, I see, like, more people, like, more groups. I like seeing more groups now. So now, because... By the time I started walking away, it was more, you would say, independent. It was more about one specific person. I mean, it was like their time to shine. So now I like seeing more group activity, like if a person teaching a class. I like seeing stuff like that than one person getting busy. That don't do nothing for me. Do you watch any of the freestyle comps? Not really. I ain't seen one in a minute, tell you the truth. Even when I be seeing people posting a competition, I really don't pay it no mind. I, I see like, like a, a five... A five B's competition, cause that showed me more strength than than anything. I could see people challenge each other doing the same exact thing. When it's freestyle, it's hard to judge because y'all not doing the same routine. And yeah, like y'all like it's a lot of arguments. Yeah, cause so it's it, opinion based. You got to say yeah, who you think one. Yeah, so it ain't like we are gonna say I right, bet um we gonna do twenty muscle ups with a weight vest switch. We are gonna do this have be both doing the same thing. That's different. But if you allowing people to freestyle and do their own stuff, it's hard to challenge. It's, it's hard to, to judge it. You actually judged my first competition. My second competition. No, actually, it was my first. In Long Island, Big Un. I yeah. think it was maybe 2011, 2010. <laughs> I failed everybody. Yeah. yeah it, was t- it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, because it became, because this one thing I had learned from Giant, because when I did the elevator video, I actually slipped off the bar. Yeah. Yeah, I slipped off the bar. I never touched the floor, though. I slipped, grabbed the ball under me, and I went right back up. I told him to keep the footage because I want pe- I didn't want people to think that everything I did was easy. I wanted you to see that you could easily slip, but it's about how you catch yourself. But they edit the video anyway, and I noticed that a lot of people do that. So during the time of that competition, I'm like, because y'all YouTube videos look flawless, I want to see the same performance right now. If you go attempt to do a muscle-up and you touch the floor, you're getting a zero. It was no in-between. Either you're doing it, and get a score. I remember there's a lot of debate over it. <laughs> oh, you get the zero. If you hit the floor, people were just running. Every time someone hit the floor, commotion. Yeah. I even fell my boy Trump into yeah, the competition. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I think it was, he was the first one to go up, and he killed it. I think he yeah, did a good job. He did, like, on his floor routine, his floor routine was immaculate. And then once he finished everything, he just dropped on the floor like, ah, like he was tired, and I gave him a zero. Like, <laughs> they were like, we don't do that. Like, nah, you gave up at the end. You stand up like a man. That's all he had to do. I think uh, Gator and No Question ended up winning. Yeah. 
Do you remember how you felt that day? Like, uh, what made you give them uh, good scores? Yeah. I, I, people be asking me about judging, but if you don't ask me the same day, I, I forget. Yeah, I know with, with no question, he was one of the, the younger guys that came up, and and he actually wanted to be a part of my team on the low, though. And he actually did his thing. Because you got to remember, most of the people with these other teams used to watch it, what we was doing. And it's easier to make your routine better watching somebody else's. Yeah. So you can see me do some regular muscle up, and then you come do a muscle up and 360 spin. It's gonna be better, yeah. Because I'm not thinking that far. So he he took everything he he learned and made it better, and it worked for him that day. And of course, Gator was already nice. And what way would you say better though? Just presenting it, strength. The way, yeah, it was the way he presented it. He wasn't stronger than than none of my members. It was just that the routines he put together were in its favor that day. Yeah, I, I tell people that all the time. The way the way you make it look, the way yeah. it blends together is important. Yeah. So after after that routine, I don't know if you noticed, he had left ball tennis after that because it was some some money things or whatever. He came, he actually came to Brooklyn. He wanted to train, and it didn't go in its favor <laughs> when he came to train with us because it's different. It's a different type of training mentality when you're working out with us. What do you think about the rep comps when you see people like? Uh, I know we were talking about how freestyle is hard to judge because. Mm -hmm. One thing is a different than the other, and reps is kind of like the same. But as far as, like, the form varies from person to person. Yeah, it does, and you can't let people who know the person be their judge either. Yeah, I think that's a big problem yeah, in a lot of these. because it'd be too biased. People get caught up in the moment. So if you, you're doing half reps, but you keep going like, yeah, yeah, and you keep counting, yeah, come on, we got it, we got it. I'm like, dude, he ain't doing no reps. But when you're caught up in the moment, you need people that can sit and just watch Without any bias, and be like, nah, that, I ain't counting that. I ain't counting that either. And that you're gonna always, you're gonna always get that because I know, like, um, let me see, like I know with me, because my triceps were so big, it was hard for me to do a full, a full push up with my arms locked. It would always keep like a short, like a, a short bend. It wouldn't go full extent. So, in some cases, they were like, nah, that wasn't a full lockout. I'm feeling like it's a full lockout, but it's not. Yeah. If you're going by their standards. Because if you're... Five B's you talking about? Yeah. So this is like in general. So if you're skinnier, it's easy for your arm to do to do this. Like even right now, it feel like my elbow is being pushed in just to try to do a full extent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's easier to be like right here because that's my comfort zone. But to the to the untrained eye, I'd be like, oh, he ain't locking out. He ain't locking out. I ain't counting. I ain't counting. So you get a lot of that going back and forth. So everybody don't train the same. And like I said, like we were training to do burnouts as well as um, full extent. So the way our bodies are shaped is going to be different from somebody who just does full extent workouts. How would you fix that, you think? You would have to retrain the body. So well, No, but if you're hosting a competition, you want to pick the winner. You think it's fair to pick someone that's like doing it all the way up, all the way down? Or even if someone's going like let's say ninety percent but not getting that last lockout, should that rep count? You can you can count the rep, but then if the person that you, you beat, if they start complaining about it, then that causes another thing. Oh, he ain't doing it how y'all told me it was this way. <laughs> yeah, <that's> so true. <laughs> it's still it's still based on the person who's watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the judge has all the power. Yeah, they have all the power. And then you talk about money on the table. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they like, nobody's not trying to walk away from that for no technicality. They're like, nah, I did mine right. You cheated, you <laughs> cheated. Yeah, let's go to the tape. <laughs> yeah, because I got cheated my first competition at 5Bs. I had won the muscle-up competition, and they I forgot who they gave it to. And then the next day when they watched the camera, they're like, oh, Beast, you won. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But, yeah, it depends on who see it first and – and their results for the for the public. What you think makes a good freestyle? People gotta know how to put their routines together. Like um, I remember when I used to go to Matrix uh, routine. One, a lot of things people gotta do. You gotta look at the bars you're about to train on. It's the same as like if you boxing, if you fighting, you have to train for everything that you're about to attack. So you know you couldn't fight somebody like me the same way you fight somebody like Armstrong. It's a different. You got to prepare for that. So. I feel that if you know the park that you're about to be tra um, be in a competition at, go there. See how it's set up so you know how to do your routines. Because I know once I seen uh, a routine overseas where they was allowed to do one move, get off the bar, start clapping. I'm like, what the the heck was that? You couldn't get off the bar. Yeah, yeah. And New York <laughs> competitions, you had to go straight. Yeah. I'm like, so it was kind of weird for me to see it. But I don't know. 
<laughs> it was just weird. But yeah, you learn the bars. And even even if we're not talking about calisthenics, just like just think about like NASCAR race. You gotta learn the track. You gotta know every twist and turn before you hit that wall. You gotta be you gotta be aware of your surroundings so you know when I get here, I'm gonna do this. It's the same as when you're on that bar. Know if you wanna start off doing a muscle up to, so you can f- go flow from one routine into the next and it look flawless instead of getting down, climbing on top of the bar to get to the other side. It, should, it looks sloppy. So if you're doing a freestyle, if you're going to stay on that bar, stay on it. Swing, swap, jump, do this one, jump to the next bar, but keep it a consistent a consistent flow. Because once you stop your momentum, it just kind of kills it. Do you still practice any freestyle? Nah, not really. <laughs> what does your workout routine look like now? I do, like, leg raises. Like, now it's just me. I'm just playing get back. So, like I said, like, being in the position I am, I don't have to – challenge anybody i don't have to keep up with the younger generation i just got to maintain what i got and make that better so i could regular push-up pull-ups then the beast mode requirements if i really want to get back what's the beast mode requirements Woo! (laughs) this is actually between me that me and doc created um so it starts off you got to do 50 push-ups 25 pull-ups 40 push-ups 20 pull-ups 30 push-ups 15 pull-ups 20 push-ups 10 pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 5 muscle-ups. That's the first half. Then the second half, you do a muscle-up, a dip, 5-second hold, drop down, muscle-up, 2 dips, 5-second hold. You do that all the way to 10. The hold is at the top? Yeah, for 5 seconds. And you have to combine all those and be finished within 15 minutes. Within 15 minutes? Yeah. And it's full range of motion? Full range. That's tough. Yeah. (laughs) Do a lot of people get it done? Uh, Yeah, uh, a lot of people did it. But uh, not a lot of them did it under 15, though. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, learn how to do it without the time on. Because right now, I'm not putting no time on me. That thing will kill me right about now. I ain't even going to lie. But it's a good routine to get yourself, like, back in shape immediately. Because you're so focused on that 15 minutes, you're going to try to beat the clock. It's a lot of cardio, too. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty much, once you finish that routine, the only thing you got to do is some, some leg routines and you done. Yeah. Because your core is being worked out the whole time you're doing all them push-ups. Yeah. You still train at the park? Yeah. And now I'm in VA, so it's a couple of parks out there. And I got a team out there also. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where, where at? I got a team all over. <laughs> where? What part of VA? Uh, I'm in Richmond. Got it, got it. Yeah, I'm in Richmond. And I got I got family and people that's in Maryland. I got people in PA. I got my boy Brian in, in Georgia. Like it's, we all spread out, but... Still well connected. Yeah, New York, we spoiled. We got parks like every five blocks. Like, well, then yeah. I'm live as like four parks I could just walk to. <laughs> so when I when I had to go down to Florida, it was just like, oh, it's a nice little drive right here to get to a park. Yeah, and, and and they don't treat. See, at least in Florida, they actually have a park to work out at. Yeah, and in Virginia, they have random parks. Like it's like a trail where you got to do pull-ups, run around a trail. I seen to, that. I'm like, that's that, it, it. Kills me, man. Cause I'm like the person who probably designed it. Actually, probably don't work out. Yeah. So, um, I'm in the talks now with the with the community board first to try to figure out a way to start designating more parks for adults because they'll build up a park for kids because nobody's actually stepping up saying none. The adults need something also because they're thinking everybody want to go to the gym. There's a lot of gyms in in Virginia. Yeah. A lot of Planet Fitness, Golds, all this stuff that's out there, but not everybody wants to go to a gym, but they don't understand that. So until somebody actually speaks up, they're going to keep building gyms. So that's why I'm down there. So now that I have a team, we can actually show them, like, yo, this is what we need to be doing. If y'all really about health for people that live in Virginia, let's start doing this. What would you say is the best exercises for people to do? Best exercises for people to do um, would be basic. Stuff that you don't even need to leave the house for. Like just a simple jumping jack could go a long way just to keep your body moving. You'll be surprised how many people just get up and go straight to work. Just simple 10 push-ups. Numbers don't even have to be high. You can get up in the morning, do a quick 10 push-ups, go to the bathroom, make breakfast. When you get home, quick 20 push-ups. Like, little stuff like that will go a long way just because when you get old, your joints start cramming up on you. That is not a good feeling. You'll be wishing, I wish I would just kept walking and just kept moving. Because when I was a super, um, I had a senior citizen building, 100 tenants. And that was always the main complaint that they used to have. Because, you know, as the older they get, they just sit in chairs all day and nobody's moving. And your, your muscles and your bones are freezing up on you. So just keep moving, no matter what it is. 
The best exercise is the exercise you get done. Yeah, and just keep moving no matter what it is. Even if you're walking, just keep walking. If you really don't need to drive, walk. <laughs> It'll pay off. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Beast, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, where can people go to find and learn more about you? Uh, well, my government page on Facebook is Jamal Brown. I am the Beast. Um, Instagram is V12Vital. Email V12Vital at Gmail. And I answer all my calls, all my... I ain't getting my phone number out here. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say. <laughs> I, I ain't getting my phone out on here, but yeah. Uh, if you hit me up, I answer all questions. And for your people that don't know, Beast is also a rapper. Oh yeah, and you got an album yeah. on uh, yeah. Spotify. Yeah, I got an album on Spotify. It's uh called Everything Is Beast Mode. Um, V12 Vital, Lord Vital. Um, just just Google me. I'm out here. Yep, and I'm in New York till Friday. So, yeah, just get with your boy. <laughs> Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. If you guys want to learn more about Kaisai's training, I advise you guys check out Barstars BTX. It's an app on your phone, also a web design, and also printable PDFs. It gives you a full 12-week program of calisthenics. It teaches you from a beginner progressions all the way to the advanced with basic conditioning as well as introductory skills, such as the planche and the front lever. You'll be able to learn these step-by-step -step while conditioning your body and turning yourself into an all-around badass. Check it out. BarStarsBTX.com.